Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Okay, the book of John, chapter 16. I think I'm going to wrap it up tonight on the human spirit teaching. Uh, but uh, what I want to teach tonight is uh, a little bit controversial in the church world. Hopefully I can uh, explain it with, simpl- with simplicity and understanding. Because uh, a lot of people don't, a lot of Christians don't have a full understanding about this topic I want to cover tonight. You know, they have seen things on television or heard about things about this topic. But uh, I believe it's biblically sound, biblically based. And, you know, the word of God says, in all thy getting, get understanding. So a lot of times we don't get a full understanding of certain things, certain topics of the word. And we get confused or whatever and then quite understand. Then we just reject it. Okay, but uh, hopefully... I can give you a good understanding on the topic for tonight Uh, pertaining to the human spirit. I want to talk about sensitivity to the spirit of God, how to be sensitive to the spirit of God. And what I want to get into teaching tonight is uh, about tongues. Okay, Uh, like I said, that's a big controversial topic. You know, I don't, I don't see why, but over the years of being in ministry, I can see the, the confusion and the not understanding and everything. But uh, it's biblical and sound, but uh, uh, it's very important when it comes to, to the sensitivity to the Spirit of God. So we're going to start with John chapter 16. Uh, let's put our eyes on verse 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So Jesus is talking about the comforter, the Holy Spirit. We live in the dispensation of grace now that we have the Holy Spirit as the comforter. Uh, he is the that Greek word comforter is parakletos, paraclete. It means he walk alongside us. He doesn't walk in front of us, above us, or beneath us, but he walk alongside us. And the Holy Spirit, um, he guides us, leads us, directs us in all truth. He, he, he points us to Jesus. All right. So we have to learn how to be sensitive to the spirit of God or to the Holy Spirit. Therefore, It is so crucial that we stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, his leading and the quickening of the word that is the sword of the spirit. And God is always talking. As we sit here now, God is talking. God is always talking to his children. But the question is, is how are how are you hearing? Okay, we know in the natural 
that there are all kind of waves that's going around in this room, radio waves and uh, different types of waves, okay? And we need something to connect us to those waves. Uh, say we had a, a radio and it has a transistor. It connects us to those waves so that we can pick up uh, WJIE or whatever Christian station. But we need that television, television. We need that uh, radio to connect us into that, those waves so that we can pick up this, the signal and the, and the message. It's the same thing with God. God is always talking to us every day. But when we learn how to be sensitive to the spirit, then we'll be able to pick up his messages, pick up what he's saying to us, to the spirit. God will always speak to us in our spirit. Okay, he never speaks to us in the soulish realm, mind, will, emotion, intellect, and he never speaks to the flesh, but he speaks to our spirit. And so by faith, we are supposed to speak to our soulish realm and speak to our flesh. But God always speaks to us in the spirit. So the question is, how are you hearing? Uh, if, if you see throughout the scripture, Jesus says, always says, take take heed of how you hear. How are you hearing? How are you perceiving? How are you receiving from from God? So if we if we harden our hearts and resist the working of the spirit when he draws us to pray or convicts us when we are tempted, then is it any wonder we are not victorious in our lives? If we do this, our spirit will become insensitive to the voice of God. And the moving of the Holy Spirit. It is our responsibility to pray in the Holy Ghost as a consistent and regular basis to keep our spirit built up and sensitive to God. If we only pray in English, we tend to pray what we understand in the natural. As we pray in the spirit, God will pray through us the perfect will of God according to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Okay, that word infirmity doesn't mean sickness. It means our weaknesses. This whole content of this here in Romans is talking about prayer. Okay, so there's a lot of times that we uh, we have we don't know how to pray the way you know we, we pray certain things in English, whatever. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will help us in our infirmities or our shortcomings when it comes to our prayer to God. Because He says, "For we know not what we should pray." For as as we ought, but the Spirit Himself make His intercession with us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay. So we talk about being praying in the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's go to Jude, Jude chapter one. Uh, Jude, there's only but one chapter in Jude. 
And Jude is right before Revelations. chapter 1. Okay, Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Put your eye on verse 20. It says, But ye, beloved, so when we see beloved, he's talking to believers. He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to believers. But ye, beloved, Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, or praying in tongues, or speaking in tongues. Now, like I said, a lot, there's been a lot of confusion when it comes to tongues. Some people say, well, tongue, that tongues is of the devil and all that. Well, in October 13th, 1986 is when I became born again at the age of 26. For 26 years that I ran with the devil. I never spoke in tongues. I never, I never spoke in tongues. I had no desire to say nothing in tongues or nothing. But soon I became born again and received teachings on this and received it by faith. And I got filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So now you can look at me. Have long, this has been about what, six months we've been together. I'm not a lunatic. I'm not crazy, but I speak in tongues, okay, because I learned it from the word of God, I believed it, I received it, and it's real, okay, so even though, like I said, you may have had some wrong introductions to it, you may have heard hearsay about it, whatever, but it's very much real. Now, if you don't speak in tongues, it doesn't mean you're not saved. You are born again. All right. But this gift that God has given to us, it helps us or it keeps us sensitive to the spirit of God. That's how my wife and I have been able to withstand all these years of ministry and and being walking. We the whole time we've been saved and we've been together. We have never backslide. Why is that? Because we have received these gifts from God. And we work these gifts by faith and we have seen the refreshing, the renewingness in our Christian walk that God and kept us sensitive to the spirit of God that he was able to sustain us all these years. So, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not whatever. But we, we speak in tongues as a gift that God has given to the believer. We believe and we have received it. And it is refreshing. It is empowered in your Christian walk with God. Now, any anytime, anytime, anytime there's a move of God, a great move of God, there's always a move of the flesh. All right, the devil always wants to come in to bring confusion, okay, distraction. You know, distraction. I, I like I always tell the church, distraction is an intrusion of the mind to cause confusion when you are distracted. So that's how the devil, whenever God moves, the devil is going to move. All right. Just like when God moves in love. All right. Uh, the devil always going to come along and bring some type of distraction. We have experience. We have been experiencing that as a church since you guys have been coming. We've been fellowshipping in love, whatever. The devil been moving. People say, well, you got all the white folks going to your church. 
Okay, so if you understand how God works and how the devil works, you don't become alarmed because you're like, okay, because we fellowshipping together in love for the word and fellowship and being blessed with each other. And so the devil comes along because he's not a creator of anything. Okay, he's a counterfeit. All right. And so he so he comes along. And people have made certain comments and our church has been taught by the word. We hear that and we like we don't give attention to that because we know how God moves and then we know how the devil moves behind it. And that's what we learned about the cycle of faith, that whenever you release your faith to believe God for certain things. All right. Immediately the attack comes. Okay, the battle comes. And what is that an indicator to? It's to let you know that your faith is working. All right. And so so all this physical attack we've been experiencing in our church and with health and everything, we uh, the church say, hey, we know that we are doing God's will because we weren't doing God's will. The devil wouldn't mess with us. So that's why we have a physical attack. So as I shared with the church this past Sunday and all this physical attack, I said, OK. I know how to punch him in his face. All right. This is not a natural thing. This is a spiritual thing. Uh, after this teaching, I'm going to start a teaching on God's will for healing. So it's going to be a nice long teaching to teach on. That's how you counterattack the devil. Whenever he attacks you, you counterattack him with the word of God. You bring him back. You stand on what the word of God said. Irregardless, however, the, the devil attacks you, whatever. So that's the same thing when it came with tongues. You know, tongues is of God. It's a move of God. Apostle Paul says in the book of Corinthians, he said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Because he was correcting that Corinthian church because they were like a charismatic Holy Ghost church and they had no order. So Paul was setting order in the Corinthian church when it came to tongues. There's the ministry gifts of tongues. And then there's the personal tongue. And Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 14 about the ministry gifts, that whenever the ministry gifts of tongues is being released, you have to have an interpreter. But when it comes to the personal gifts of tongue, it's your spirit speaking to God's spirit. Okay, God has devised a way that we can communicate to him by being uh, praying in the spirit with you know, have you, ever found, have you found yourself when you pray in English? You know, okay, you know, you have your little list, who you're going to pray for, who you're going to thank, thank God for this, thank God for that. And then you look at the time, and you're like, man, that was five minutes went by. And it's like, Lord, I, w- I want to say more, okay, but, and I, I ran out of what to say. But when you are praying in the spirit, you 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 re, you releasing those heavenly languages to God, where the enemy cannot interfere and you can't interfere, but you're just releasing a heavenly language unto God to pray. The scriptures you're praying the perfect will of God. Paul says in Corinthians that uh, when when we pray in the Spirit, we're not talking to men. So when I'm praying in the Spirit, not speaking in tongue, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. It's my perfect heavenly language. Now, as a believer, like I said, it has nothing to do with your salvation. If you don't, a whole lot of people who were born again, died, went to heaven, never spoke in tongues, okay? But 
It is so refreshing. It's so empowered. It, 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 it causes you to stay sensitive to the spirit of God when you pray in the spirit. And it, it just it's, it's just a it's a different level of Christianity that you will be on. OK, you that you can pray to the father, you can intercede. A lot of time praying in the spirit is, has to deal with a lot of intercession, interceding on other people's behalf, interceding on your loved ones and your friends and your family. You praying the perfect language of almighty God. Uh, let's go to first Corinthians real quick. Let me just show you some things. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, like I said, 1 and 2 Corinthians, uh, the Corinthians church, this Paul is dealing with this church because they had a lot of the gifts flowing. They had a lot of miracles and everything, but they were out of order with a lot of things. So Paul is setting this church into order. And so he says here in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, he says, follow after charity, that's love, and desire spiritual gifts. He says, follow after charity, follow after love, and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. He says, verse 2, but he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, that word known is in italicized, that means put in there for the privilege of translating, for an original transcript, that wasn't there, okay? And you have two Greek words for tongue. You have what is called lingua and glossa. Okay, lingua is where we get the English word linguist. That's a person who uh, speaks another language or can interpret another language. Glossa is the tongue of the organ, the tongue. So this is the Greek word here, glossa. This is when the Holy Spirit takes, you, you allow the Holy Spirit by faith to take control of your tongue, and then you have this language that comes forth that you really don't understand. He says, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, look at that, speaketh not unto men. So when you speak in an unknown tongue, you're not speaking to men. Oh, wait a minute. You're not speaking to men. So when you pray in the Spirit, people are not going to understand you. It was not designed for people to understand. It is a heavenly language between you and your, your spirit, remember we're dealing with the spirit, the human spirit. It's your spirit speaking to God's spirit. All right? So he says, for he that speaketh unknown tongues speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understand, excuse me, understandeth him. Look at that. So if you pray in the spirit, so now this is our personal language. As we, If you read on in, in this chapter, he talks about the tongues in the church where you have to have an interpreter. Why? Because um, when you're in a church setting and someone who has a gift of tongues and they bring it forth, well, if, if the congregation just hears the tongues, they don't understand what is being said, okay? So that's why he said you have to have a interpreter in the church setting. But in your personal relationship, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. No man understand what you're saying. Not even you understand what you're saying. 
Because this is spiritual. This is a spiritual connection. It's just your spirit praying to Father God, who's a spirit. And this is a perfect, perfect language. Look at this. But no man understand him. How being in the spirit, he speaketh mystery. One translation says divine secrets. So it's okay. It says in the spirit. Okay, this is not a natural thing. Okay, this is in the spirit. He speaketh, you speaketh divine mysteries. And then you look at verse 4. He said, he that speaketh an unknown tongue edifies himself. Edification, you build yourself up. Praying in the spirit is like a, a, a battery that has been drained in your car. And you put it what on a battery charger. And you charge that battery up. That's what praying in the spirit, speaking in tongues, it charges your spirit up. You know, you could be faced with certain things in your life and your, your spirit is kind of kind of feel a little defeated or whatever. But if you get along and just be with God and start praying in the spirit, it will charge your spirit man back up. That yes, you are ready to conquer anything by faith. So he says that he that speaks in unknown tongue, edify himself, but he that prophesies Edith the church. Then if you look at let's look at verse 14 in that same chapter. Paul says, if, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. So this is your this is our spirit that is praying. Our spirit prayer, but my understanding is unfruitful. All right. Now you can ask God to give you the understanding of the tongues that you have prayed unto him. But he said, when I pray in the unknown tongue, my spirit is praying. And that's what we've been talking about in this series, the conditioning of the human spirit. Okay, this is our spirit, man. Uh, this is, I tell you, this is an area where a lot of Christians kind of, they kind of shy away from, is to separate themselves from the natural unto the spirit. Because we have, since we was born into this world, the only thing that we are aware of is the natural realm, okay? Our senses, okay? If I can't see it, hear it, smell it, taste it, touch it, I don't believe it. But when it comes to God, we have to, by the word of God and by faith, it, it teaches us how to leave the natural realm and into the spirit realm, all right? And the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. Okay? The spiritual realm is more. Everything that we see in the natural came out of the spirit. Okay? So we, we, we're not taught how to leave the natural realm into the spirit realm. And so when you start learning how to do that, you kind of like, you know, be apprehensive if they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to get into no no freaky dinky stuff like that. No, <laughs> God is not freaky dinky. All right, but tongues is a way to leave the natural realm and enter to the spirit realm, where you have that connection with God. It's a perfect uh, will with God. When you pray in the spirit, that is you praying the perfect will of God for your life or for someone else's life. So it is a wonderful thing to know that the Holy Spirit will pray through us. So when we pray in the spirit or pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is praying through us. He is helping us with our infirmities. Okay? 
And for us, even when we come to the place where we do not know how or what to pray. And like I said, when you became born again, you start learning how to pray. You know, you, 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 you make a decision, you say, Lord, I, you know, I want to pray to the Lord for a whole hour, you know. And you start right off. And like I said, you pray everything that you know in English. And then you look at your watch, five minutes. It's like, oh, I got 55 more minutes to go, you know. But when you learn how to be filled with the Spirit and pray in the tongues, it will, you, can, you can pray to God for hours. And it doesn't seem like hours. You can pray anytime. You can, the most powerful thing about praying in the Spirit or speaking in tongues is for intercession, interceding on people's behalf. Intercede because the Spirit knows all. We don't know all. So when you receive it, and this is a gift, this is a free gift that we receive by faith. This is nothing that is forced on you or you have to do it, whatever. It's a free gift that you receive. It's the same way. It's the same how you receive salvation. Salvation is a free gift. You heard the word of God about being born again. Someone ministered to you, either individual or preacher or whatever. And then your faith was stirred. And then you made a decision. Hey. I want to receive. I want that. I want to receive it. And you received it by faith. That's the same thing with tongues. It's, it's the same way to any gifts of God, any promises of God. We have to hear the word on it, believe it in our heart, and receive it by faith. All right? And we walk in it. So praying in the spirit, you can pray anytime, anywhere, anytime, whatever, and you just pray. And, there, and there's times... When you're so sensitive to the Spirit of God that the Holy Spirit will will come to you and say, pray in the Spirit on so-and-so behalf or certain certain situation. You don't know. You don't know what's going on, but the Spirit of God knows all. So he comes to you and he said, pray in the Spirit. And you start praying in the Spirit of God. I'll give you an account one time. Um, this is when we were living in Lexington. We had our church in Nicholasville. Excuse me. And I was working at the VA hospital in Lexington on Cooper Drive. And um, while I was working and stuff, the Spirit of God came to me and said to pray in the Spirit. And I just, I didn't know, I, didn't, I had nobody in mind with it, so I started start praying in the Spirit, praying in God, you know, worshiping and everything. So, like a week after that, uh, my sister in law came to visit us and she wanted me to. Uh, check her car out. She was having some problems with her car. So I said, okay, no problem. So I got in her car and I was checking her, trying to see what and I got in the car and I started off and was getting ready to take off real fast because she was saying she was having some problems in her car, you know, not for speed. And as I was getting ready to take off, a big ball of fire came from underneath her car. And I wasn't aware of it. And as God is my witness, as while I was in her car, get ready to take off real fast. It's like, you know, there was it was like a darkness that came around me, and I didn't hear anybody except I heard her voice, and she said, "Cecil, don't don't drive." And that's the only voice that I heard was her voice. And when I did that, I, I put the car back in the park. And I got out, and that a big ball of flame came from the car. Now, you can imagine if I would just took off, I wouldn't be here today. But then the Lord reminded me. He said, remember what I told you to pray in the Spirit? 
at work. I interceded on my own behalf. And wasn't even, you know, I, you know, I, 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 by praying in the spirit, I, I was interceding on my behalf for that situation that God was able to touch someone that could get my attention at that time so that I wouldn't take off with that car with that ball of flame, a fire underneath. So it's, it's, it's things like that when you pray in the spirit, how intercession go that you pray for individuals. You, God is working and doing something just because we have made that decision to pray in the spirit. Um, there are things within the spirit of, of each of us that we need to be dealt with by God that we may not be consciously aware of it. But God knows all things. And when we have prayed every prayer, we know to pray and bind every demon we can think of and have come to the end of our own understanding of how to pray. Then we can pray in the spirit and God will begin to pray with groanings which cannot be uttered. The more you pray in the spirit, the stronger your spirit becomes. And that is really true. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, you, your spirit become more sensitive to, uh, to God. It becomes so sensitive to God that, uh, like I said, 30-some years we've been there, we have, we have never backslid from God. We have never... You know, I hear Christians, some Christians have backslide, and we have. Why? Because I do believe it's through that being filled with the Spirit of God that kept us, kept our hearts sensitive to the Spirit of God. So the more you pray in the Spirit, the stronger your spirit becomes. The more you'll be sensitive to the Spirit for His correction, His edification, and His exhortation. So praying the Spirit will help us with our correction. How the Spirit of God can correct us, to edify us, to build us up, and to exhort us for exhortation. Um, let's go to Mark chapter 8. This is really a very quick teaching on time. I would have to really do a good series to show from the Word of God where tongues is of God and the benefits are behind it. But this is just a little quick teaching. Um, Mark chapter 8, verse 17. And when Jesus uh, knew it, he said unto them, Why reason ye? Uh, because you have no bread. Perceive ye not, not yet, neither understanding, have ye your heart, excuse me, your heart yet hardened. So we see here that these religious leaders in Jesus' day heard with their natural ear. Okay? Everything that he said, but they could not hear with their ear of the spirit. Why? Because even though they were spiritual leaders, they were totally insensitive to the Holy Spirit and the word of God. The seed of the word Jesus was sowing was falling on hardened ground and it could not take root in them. And once that occurred, their hearts became hardened. Okay, because they was trying to hear from a natural ear. 
when you try to hear from a natural ear, that's when it comes with intellect, reasoning, and you can't you can't intellectualize or reason God. Because when you try to do that, God <laughs> God will mess you up. Really, you try. To, that's why I don't like that word. That word theology. You can't you can't study God. How, how can you study God? You can't study God. You know, so you can't intellectualize or reason God. Okay, you know it doesn't make sense intellectually or logically to take uh, ten cent out of the dollar that I earn and give it to somebody who I don't see, which is called the tax. That doesn't make sense. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. You know that intellectually reason that doesn't make sense. But when you're sensitive to the spirit, that makes faith. Okay, and by being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues, it causes you to be so sensitive to the Spirit of God that when you hear from the Word of God to tithe and get offering, it just edifies you and exhorts you and builds you up because you're sowing into the kingdom of God. Now you are hearing by the Spirit instead of hearing by your ear. There's a difference. Hearing by the ear dealing with natural hearing. Hearing by the Spirit is dealing with faith hearing. All right? And so being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence speaking in tongues, helps you to stay sensitive into hearing the things of God. Let's go to Acts chapter 8. Book of Acts. Chapter 8. Y'all okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Say it. Acts chapter 8. Okay. Put your eyes on verse 17, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, verse 23. I apologize. Uh, so he said, 23 says, For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. So what he's talking about here, how did they perceive? They perceived in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. They were, they were sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Excuse me, they were not sensitive to the Holy Spirit and he revealed it to them. This is a revelation of them, of how the condition of their human spirit was. Okay, And if we are not sensitive to him, we will make many mistakes, go into error, and even be deceived. So if we are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we will, we will be deceived by the counterfeit that the devil produces. The devil always comes back with a counterfeit. Okay, The only thing that he cannot counterfeit is love. The devil cannot counterfeit love. Because 1 Corinthians 13 says that love never fails. So the devil, he can counterfeit faith. He can counterfeit tongues. He can counterfeit miracles. Uh, the book of Revelation talks about the Antichrist is going to produce all kinds of signs and wonders. All right? He can counterfeit all that, but he cannot counterfeit love. True. And right. And God's love. So when you're in God's love, he can't counterfeit that. 
So you can be sure he's able to make very good counterfeit copies of much that God does by the Holy Spirit. The more sensitive to the spirit we are, the more we will be able to be used by God to see men and women touched by God. So this gift of in tongues is not so much to demonstrate to somebody how spiritual you are, but it is a gift from God to cause us to become more sensitive to God. Okay, to receive his correction, his edification and his exhortation and for intercession to intercede. That's the most powerful thing that I have learned over the years when speaking in tongues. That it is so powerful for interceding, interceding on someone's behalf. All right. When the spirit of God comes upon you, wake you up three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you ever had that? God wake you up at three o'clock in the morning. I need for you to pray. Lord, I need to sleep. I need for you to pray. All right? Yes, Lord. You get up and you pray, and you start praying in the spirit. You don't know what you're praying about, and then you get a report. You know, you get a report of something. You, and then once you become more sensitive like that, then when he wakes you up in the morning, then you won't argue with God that you need to sleep. You'll jump right out of that bed and start praying and interceding because you know somebody's Life is in danger or some situation going on. And so God needs a willing vessel in the earth realm that he can work through. All right. We got to get to understand the nature of our God. God, God will not just uh, do things against people's will. God is always looking for a willing vessel that he can work through. To manifest his power into the earth realm. The devil will override our will. Okay? God never override our will. So he's always looking for someone. You know, uh, scripture says in Luke 6, uh, 38, uh, give and it should be given unto you, good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. All right? So he's talking about giving. Then he said, I will have men to give unto your bosom. So he said that when you give, out of free will, with good measure, pressed down, shaking, getting running over, then God is looking for someone to touch to bring that blessing that you need or that you gave in faith when you gave. He's looking for someone. And that's when the challenge comes in because he's looking for someone who whose spirit is sensitive to God that God can speak through and work through and use to bless someone. All right. So that's why we have to we have to learn how to keep ourselves sensitive to the spirit of God, because God wants to use us to be a blessing to someone else. All righty. That wasn't too bad, was it? Okay. All right. This ain't no holy roller church. Excuse me. I was having trouble keeping up, but I took notes. Oh, okay, okay. And like I said, I, re I really didn't do it just. I need to do a long series of teaching about it to go from scripture to show. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a gift from God for the believer. And somebody said, "Well, well Pastor, how do, how, how do I do that?" You just believe and receive. It. Ask the Father. Ask of me. He said, "You have not because you ask not." So just ask him. Say, Father, I heard that word tonight about being filled with the Spirit, praying in tongues. Lord, I want that. 
I want that. And he will give it to you. And when he give it to you, you just receive it. And then you will see your life will change afterwards. I'm serious. Uh, I'll share my testimony real quick and then I'll uh, quit. Uh, when I got filled with the Spirit of God, we lived in Colorado Springs. Back then I was in the military. And I was doing some street evangelism. Uh, there was a church called New Life, big mega church back then. We was part of them. And we were doing street evangelism. So we was out on the streets ministering to gang members and all that kind of stuff, getting them saved, seeing great moves of God back in those days. And then uh, one of the guys came up to me. He said, hey, Brother Cecil, are you, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, you speak in tongues? I said, you know, what is that? You know, I was a young believer back then. I was, I was born again, and I, I, I just thought that was it. You just get born again, that's it. And he, he started explaining to him about that. He said, man, that's the, that's the gift of God, the power of God. And he said, you want that? He said, yeah, yes. He said, well, I'm going to lay hands on you, pray for you, and you believe it. So now this is what happened. Now this is how it happened for me. Everybody don't have the same experience. So when he did that, in my mind, I said that when he prayed for me and everything, he said, he, he said and after I prayed for you, I want you to just flow and just start speaking in tongues, right? In my mind, I said, I'm going to come up with this fake language just to get him off my back. Okay, that's where I was at then. I'm going to come up with this fake language just to get him off my back, okay? So he prayed and did everything. And in my mind, I said, okay, I would come up with this fake language. Then after he laid hands on it and prayed for me, oh, man, the power of God came on me. And when he said, now open your mouth, brother, let it flow. And when I opened my mouth, what came out of my mouth wasn't was in my head. And I said, uh-oh. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking about I was going to say. It was a total thing. So he was helping me, coaching me. He said, let it, just let it flow. Bro. Just, just let the Spirit of God touch you and let it flow. And, I, and, and so that convinced me. From him sharing the word of God, that my my experience convinced me. Okay, yeah, this is this is of God. Like I said, because for 26 years, running women, running clubs, and drinking and all that, I never spoke in tongues. I never was in a bar or whatever. The devil never gave me no tongue. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did a lot of fork tongues speaking. Yeah. But when I got saved and that experience that time in Carlos Frank. Oh, man, I was totally, uh, I was convinced. And then years developing more and learning more, teaching about it, about time, and seeing the benefits behind keeping your spirit sensitive to God. And that's how, we, that's how we've been able to maintain all these years in ministry. It's through that, through that gift of spraying the spirit, keeping our spirit sensitive to God. All right. Any questions, comments?